0: It's every mystery that has not been solved. Every question that has not been answered. Are ghosts real? Are we alone in the universe? What constitutes a micropenis? I'm asking for a friend. Charlie Clawson and Ben McClay are here to investigate. This is the unexplained explained. Well, Ben. Uh, very excited to call uh, together the second meeting of the Northeast Australian Paranormal Society, otherwise known as...
2: Uh, fuck, what did we settle on that? <laughs> neeps. Ne- neeps? neeps. 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 N-E-A-P-S. Neeps. neeps. Yeah, that's right, of course. Neeps.
0: My wife is Scottish, and um, neeps and tatties <laughs> is when you have um, parsnips and potatoes. <laughs> oh, Christ, That's neeps and tatties. unbelievably folksy. <laughs> Uh, last week, we, of course, uh, learned all about the Humpty Doo poltergeist um, and uh, had a great response to that episode, I'm imagining. We're recording this
2: about four <laughs> weeks in advance, so it's just... Bold, bold assumption, but I think it'll pan out. I yeah. think that'll be true.
0: <laughs> uh, but this week, we thought we'd turn our attention to a, a phenomenon that I've got to admit has never really captured my imagination as much as some, but there is a huge following for this particular uh, kind of uh, thing, uh, which is... Uh, the uh the love of the Yowie, Australia's Bigfoot. Um we'll be talking about the Yowie specifically, Australia's Bigfoot, but I think in, in our general chat we can talk largely around the phenomenon of, of cryptids and why people love to believe that there are undiscovered animals, monstrous animals still on the planet.
2: Yeah, it's um it's so good that this seems to be like a worldwide phenomenon that like everywhere throughout every time there's been people just being like there's a type of guy out there we don't really understand <laughs> and you only get to see him sometimes but boy is he special i can't prove he exists but <laughs> uh, it's lovely i like it i think what it's What are nice. your
0: personal feelings about sort of bigfoot lore and yowie lore because they do i because i didn't really know anything about the yowie till we started prepping the episode but i my eyes started glazing over about halfway through because i'm like oh i've heard all this before and it it didn't capture my imagination back in you know the the early 80s when that super 8 film came out what's that one called the uh you know, the one with the, where Bigfoot turns and looks back over his shoulder?
2: Oh, the the, the
0: Patterson-Gitlin film? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, Which, you know, in the era of coming out of the 70s when, like, you know, Loch Ness and, and Bigfoot, like that stuff, we're still inclined to believe that pre-internet. Um, but even then, as a kid, I'm like, it's just a gorilla maybe. I don't know if that scares me that much.
2: <laughs> it's an odd one, isn't it? Like, there's some uh – Real specificity to it that I find quite strange in that, like, I don't know, UFOs at least, there's some larger amorphous concept there where you're like, well, obviously, we're in an enormous galaxy, the enormous universe. There's probably other things coming to visit here. It would make sense. And they'd come here in spaceships. So there's a sort of unified story there. But like, Yaoi's yeah, and Bigfoot's just asking the question, like, what if there was a big kind of person kind of area? Type yeah, it's very
0: odd. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because you do, like, in nature, you do get giant animals from time to time. Like, we've done, like, almost I don't know how many episodes of Tofop on the biggest horse in all of Norway. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> the idea that it's like, yeah, it's a primate of some kind, just bigger and slightly, I mean, because I don't quite understand from the, the witness sightings I've read. I don't know if it's particularly intelligent, like more intelligent than an animal, for instance, which I could understand could be more unnerving. Like if you had a gorilla grod type situation where, you know, it was a very erudite yeah, primate, you know, that also had that physical brawn and that's intimidating. But if it's just a, a, another wild animal, a big wild animal, I think a megalodon is more scary to me than a, than a big gorilla.
2: Yeah, I was actually and I'm going to assessed- say up front
0: too by the way, I don't know the difference between primates, monkeys, gorillas, the like but I'm going to I'm going to get this wrong.
2: Yeah, I I get fucked up with the primate, ape, chimp distinction yeah. uh, all the yeah. time. It comes up a lot so- in the podcasting profession <laughs> and I get it wrong every time. If
0: there's any uh, particularly set people that are too sensitive to that kind of ignorance, we apologize in advance.
2: Yeah, you'll have to switch off your chimpologist <laughs> brain for the next 45 minutes. I was reading an article today about um uh, the, the Guinness Book of Records just issued the record for the biggest steer in the world, and unsurprisingly, fucking enormous. Like he's he's like six foot one at the withers or whatever What's at a his wither? shoulders. Uh, all right, I think that's where like the the top of the shoulder of the forearm. No, foreleg. Leg, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is on a cow, and like to look at photos of that. That feels like you're having a supernatural experience. It also helps that the guy that owns the cow is not a particularly tall man.
0: <laughs> which- <laughs> is that the Bart Simpson uh, tactic, where it's like you want to look good, just, you want something to look a bit bigger, <laughs> just make something smaller next to it which will put it yeah, to. I mean to it. it's
2: basically that. I looked at a ton of photos of him. I was like, holy fuck, that's f- enormous. And then there were some photos where the guy's wife is in the photo as well, and you're like, oh oh, okay, like he's he's big, but he's not that big. But, like, it's enough to make you go, oh, that's fucking crazy. And, again, that is just like a natural thing that has happened to a regular kind of animal. This isn't yeah. like so you don't have to invent a whole mythology of why there would be a one-off giant ape living in the woods in North America. I think
0: it's also maybe of all the superstitions or mythologies or whatever you want to call it, you know, fantasies that we have about the supernatural, Like the UFO can move with the times because it suggests futurism, you know, like it doesn't matter. Whereas we are getting more and more disconnected with our, with our roots as a species. So I feel like, you know, a hundred years ago, there was a fascination with Tarzan, the idea of this, you know, white man being raised in the jungle or whatever, but. Now yeah. that seems an incredibly racist, <laughs> but also <laughs> just an outdated fascination. It's like you're not going to go into the jungle and find anything, you know, hidden or, or some treasure or, or blah blah blah. Like we sort of feel like we've we've got Google Earth now. We've mapped the world. There's nothing to discover. Yeah,
2: that's uh, something I found quite interesting as well. Is that now when you read headlines about people discovering like lost cities, essentially, or like pieces of ancient historical architecture? they're in like supermarket car parks and stuff like because it's these cities that are like have thousands of years of history in you know South America and in the Middle East and stuff where they have these whole bureaus dedicated to being like oh you want to build an apartment building there all right we'll send some archaeologists archaeologists over and then they're like oh holy fuck we just found this like beautiful temple underneath previously where your car park was it's not like you're going out to the jungle and finding another thing because yeah we can tell from uh, you know, it's satellite imagery and stuff. Well, where that is.
0: it seems like in Australia, if you do come across that, um, you know, evidence of ancient civilization, oh, just blot up with dynamite and apologize <laughs> afterwards.
2: Yeah. Afterwards, just be like, oh, 13,000 years old? Oh, boy. Yeah, like, hmm, Orkies. Hmm, well,
0: sorry about can't that. do
2: anything about it now. You do raise a good point,
0: though. Like, you know, that Indiana Jones Tomb Raider kind of fantasy of like, you know, chopping your way through a jungle to come across some like, you know, hidden Aztec temple or something. I wonder if you could remake, like, Indiana Jones, but it's just, like, it's a mer- it's a merger of clerks in Indiana Jones. It's just some <laughs> bored 7-Eleven <7-11 laughs> clerk who discovers, I don't know, the lost tomb of someone. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's basically the only thing we've got left. I mean, I'm sure every generation for a long time has felt like we'd filled in every corner of the map and that now there's nothing left to discover. At some point, it is absolutely going to be true. Well, there is...
0: I mean, there are like huge, vast regions of like forest that is too dense, you know, and, you know, we can see it aerially, but, you know, they haven't mapped topo- topographically like every single element of like, you know, it's still areas of the Amazon and there are not lost tribes. I want to I be culturally sensitive to how I describe this. There are remote tribes, extremely remote tribes who have had no contact with the outside world. So that does exist. And so I guess that does feed into the mythology of... Well, if they exist, if there are human beings that have, you know, only just been discovered or have just made contact with, like, why couldn't there be animals? But then, my, why couldn't there be Bigfoot? Yeah, but my question, it's the same is like with ghosts and stuff. People who believe in it, they're so specific. Like the the, the uniformity of the experience to me is the the least credible thing about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we've set the rules and this is what it is. I would think just like with species of animals across the planet, there'll be slight variations. Like from what I've read, the Yowie and the Bigfoot, and I'm a come at me, Yowie fans, because I'm sure you will, I don't see a huge amount of difference in the way they're described and the kind of encounters people have in the level of intelligence of the, the Bigfoot or feet. And there's always like similar stories too, where it's like some are just a solo encounter with a male or female, Yowie or big, big foot. What's the plural? Big big, big feet? I think. <laughs> big, foots. big
2: Big feet. Yeah, bigfoots. Not, not yeah. big feets Bigfoots. Is the one we I categorically said it's not big feet. The third one is yeah. it. Yeah, you can't synthesize those two. Bigfoots, I think, feels right to me. Okay. so uh,
0: But then the other story is that there's always one or two stories about. Oh, I it was a mother bigfoot and her child or it was a family, family of, of bigfoots. Big yeah. Bigfoots. sorry. Yeah. I immediately forgot what we <laughs> agreed upon.
2: Uh, I feel like it's kind of like a fish fishes distinction where it's a group of them would be several Bigfoot, but if we're talking about several distinct species, yeah, it would be bigfoots,
0: big, big bigfoots. Sasquatches. Yeah. That's just Sasquatches. We won't yeah. say bigfoot anymore. Sasquatch. Yeah, that's Yowie. Easy. Um, and then the other thing too is countries like Australia and um, North America, where, and they have, I think most countries have a variation of it, but it's these vast big, you know, continents that have heavily wooded, forested areas. Like I could, I'm not a camper, but I could imagine if I did go camping and you're hearing some shit and stuff, you know, getting crushed underfoot, like your imagination would come into play at some point.
2: Oh, man, I've absolutely, like, just scared the shit out of myself before being camping by myself and being mildly stoned and hearing one noise and being, like, something out there that we don't know, (laughs) something we don't understand, and it's going to try and, I don't know, attack me for no reason or something. (laughs) Hard to know what my brain is trying to do there, but, uh, yeah, very easy to do. Well, as
0: the um, owner of uh, one of the largest collection of... uh, uh, it's a paranormal and supernatural texts uh, in Queensland, northeast, northeast mm-hmm. Australia. That's right. What has your studies brought forth about the Yowie? What have you uncovered?
2: I honestly, I have absolutely nothing about the Yowie, which is very disappointing. Um, I have a fair bit on cryptids generally. I, I feel like the Yowie is a really odd one. I mean, speaking about being culturally sensitive, so we've taken like bunyips and Yowies from like in indigenous myths and storytelling right but it feels like we have kind of by we i mean (laughs) colonial english australians you know have taken these terms and then just sort of applied them to the bigfoot myth and been like we have a bigfoot and it's uh yeah we oh we already had that name tremendous yeah yeah right
0: i got that feeling too you actually i couldn't quite put my finger on it because i was reading about all the indigenous versions of the creature which i think like there's lots of di- they had lots of different versions in all the different um you know uh, first nations in australia they had but it was generally less ape like and more big hairy man like in fact i think one of the words for it is actually translates to hairy man <laughs> which yeah ben, right i don't want to uh- <laughs> I <laughs> don't want to alarm you, but I might be doing a podcast with a yaoi.
2: And what a way to infiltrate. I, actually, I shaved this morning for the first time <laughs> in months. Thank you very much. It's a, yeah, it's a weird one. I, there's a, but I do, a story- Sorry, just on to finish that point, but I
0: do think oh, you're yeah. right. They So basically, we have taken that thing we like. It's kind of like hip hop in Australia. <laughs> Like when we first started doing yeah. hip hop here, we did it with American yeah. accents. And you're like, there's something about that, that just doesn't ring true. I think if we embrace more of the indigenous version and the indigenous myth of the year, we might find a bit more intrigue rather than trying to import this kind of, you know, American version.
2: Yeah. Which I guess is like the oldest story of like Australian interaction with pop culture is just seeing stuff that America has done and being like, oh, yeah, absolutely. We have that as well. Or we do that as well. That's, uh, Very classic. I've got a bit of trivia
0: for you. mm -hmm. Um, What state do you think has the highest rate of Yowie sightings? What state in Australia?
2: Now, a cynic would say it would be the state that has the most active Yowie hunting community, as in the people who report on this sort of thing. Is Tim the Yowie man from Queensland? Because if he (laughs) is, I'm going to say- it's Queensland.
0: <laughs> well, you'd be one hundred percent correct. Uh with fifty-one percent of Yowie sightings, Queensland is by far and away, by ten percent, the leader. Well who comes in who comes in second for Yowie sightings?
2: Oh I'm gonna say New South Wales. Oh my God, you're too good at this. Like
0: you may have not any tomes (laughs) on Yowies or Bigfoot, but you don't need it because it's just in your blood. Okay, so then it becomes a fairly even split amongst the Northern Territory, Western Australia and South Australia with a measly 0.5% sightings of total sightings and Victoria with a rather unimpressive 6.5% of total sightings and then Tassie with none, which, I think is bizarre because you would have where thought if the- I'm a Yowie, like I'm covered in hair, yeah. it's too hot up, you know, in Queensland. Get me down to Tassie, beautiful temperate climate, lots of mountains and woods, not too many people. Cause you know,
2: I guess maybe they can't swim. That's what we're thinking. <laughs> oh, that's probably what it is. I mean, unless they came over on the, the, but there are all over when the- they were connected, maybe. Oh,
0: I guess it may, yeah, it's a good point. Maybe, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, it depends how Australia got them in the first place. Because if we're saying that this is a shared species with the Bigfoots of North America and the you know the Yetis of the Himalayas, we're in a sort of land bridge. Uh, you know, Gondwana land situation maybe. I don't know. So that Tassie might have been connected to the mainland at that well, point. Well, I
0: found this website called Yowie Sightings. That's where I got those stats from. Um, good
2: good site to go to for that sort of thing.
0: YaoiSightings.com. <laughs> and uh, so this is specifically dedicated to um, – what I love about this website is I don't believe it was made in 2001, but it has that aesthetic <laughs> –
2: you know? oh, I love that. Like it's That's just because they're, you know, they're not web designers. They Yowie hunters. The Yowie you know, hunters. It's
0: just like the font. On the right part. Not the font, but the banner for the font. So everything is printed on this kind of like very late nineties, early two thousands lime green. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so what I love most about this, so they have a logo which is just a silhouette of a Yowie, which looks very much like the the Bigfoot. Um. Uh, uh. And then it says. Uh, Yowie reports citing research, report a Yowie by clicking this tab, and then their slogan, if you see something, say something.
2: Which is a slogan that originally, that was a, like a World War II if you suspect someone <laughs> is like a spy or a saboteur, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> At first I was like, one, I mean, if, if, it, it, if I see a Yowie behaving suspiciously around a train station, <laughs> to say something or is it just <laughs> Yowies in general? Um, huh. Okay, so then they've just got a whole bunch of information about uh, witness reports and news, but then it was a little factoid sheet. So this might help us get our head around the yaoi. Okay, so what is a yaoi animal? Which I thought was interesting. They call it a yaoi animal.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, is the yaoi an animal or a human relic? A sketch by a witness from a 2022 yaoi sighting report in what country, What state? Oh, surely Queensland depicts <laughs> the Yowie of the Australian bush. The report is one of a long list of sightings and encounters documented through the European settlement of Australia since 1795. The Yowie also has its place uh, in the Aboriginal people's oral history, going back thousands of years. The tales from both Europeans and Aboriginals generally describe a huge hairy beast standing on two muscular legs. <laughs> Okay, calm down. With arms that extend to or past its knees and a massive torso as thick or thicker than a bull, which is the unit of measurement uh, we like to use when describing animal thickness.
2: Standard animal chest size. (laughs) Yes.
0: Further witness reports describe the elusive creature's large head, sometimes conical in shape. Poor thing which is dwarfed by its incredibly broad shoulders. I mean, just if you close your eyes, they're describing every 12-year-old like, you know, starting out and drawing comic book superhero characters. That's what they're describing.
2: They're describing the Goombas from the live-action Super Mario movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dwarfed by its incredibly broad shoulders and often appears to have no neck at all. While much debate centres on whether the Yowie slash Bigfoot creature is an animal or a human, there is another line of discussion about whether the creature is actually of this planet or from another world or dimension.
2: Fuck yes. Did, That's the shit that I'm all about. Did you know about that? Uh, theories that
0: Bigfoot is an alien? Yeah, or like from another uh, dimension.
2: Oh, yeah. that um. So I'm a big proponent of the uh, – Bigfooter is an alien theory just because that's the most fun-sounding one to me, but I like the the extra-dimensional one because that's a very... I don't know if... I feel like we might have spoken about this briefly before, but they're like... What do they call it? High strangeness. That's the like Jacques Vallée theory that every paranormal encounter is extra-dimensional aliens and it's our brain trying to make it into a form that we understand, which is why they appear to have fashions, as in like... You know, in the 1800s, we would have seen it as a a headless rider or as we would have seen it as Bigfoot if we were raised on Bigfoot stuff or we see it as a shiny metallic flying saucer if we watch 50s alien movies or whatever. I love that.
0: I think it's amazing. I didn't realise that the glowing orbs was part of the mythology, but I read quite a few reports um, that sort of started with someone like, you know, seeing a glowing light near their campsite going off and, yeah, like it's either followed by like a, what do you call them? It's like a, not a spirit, it's in um, Golden Compass. What are those things called? Your daemon, your demon.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. So the 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 uh, the Bigfoot is either followed by the lights like a daemon, demon, daemon. Don't know how to pronounce that, daemon? Whatever.
2: I think it's still pronounced like daemon in demon. I think he's just
0: smelling it in an old timey fashion. Uh, but then I read another one where the Bigfoot was riding the orbs like one of those space hoppers.
2: <sighs> Holy Fuck, that's amazing. I want that on a shirt so bad. Well,
0: the good news is if you go to James Fosdyke's Redbubble page, you can buy exactly that. (laughs) It's Bigfoot because we've talked about this previously on Toefop, so you can actually buy that artwork on a T-shirt. God,
2: he's good. Good news, (laughs) Ben.
0: But what I love about that is that surely I must imagine created some division in the Yowie community who are like, guys, like, come on, you're being ridiculous.
2: (laughs) Hat on a hat situation. We've already got a cool – You know, primate, possibly man, possibly. You don't have to put glowing orbs into it. You don't have to put dimensional shit in there. Original flavor is
1: fine.
0: You know who's a massive um, Bigfoot? uh, uh, I don't know if he's a believer, but like just, you know, has an interest in Bigfoot is Bobcat Goldthwaite.
2: I, I watched the uh, just a couple of weeks ago actually. Uh, my partner and I watched that his Bigfoot movie yeah, that he made, which is quite um, good. Willow, Willow Creek, yeah, is that? yeah, it's that's cool. right. Yeah, that was fantastic. That was really good. That was genuinely fucking scary at points in a way that I thought a Bigfoot movie probably couldn't be.
0: That's the first, but it felt less like a Bigfoot and more like a, I don't know. It was almost like a Blair Witchy type, you know? Like it was just being in the woods is scary.
2: Yes, yeah. Being in a tent and hearing stuff moving around your tent is fucking horrifying. Yeah, that's
0: that's why I guess I get, I get I get underwhelmed by the Yowie or the Bigfoot. Is like all that stuff's going on the theater of the mind. What's that noise? And the best you could come up with is like a gorilla,
2: <laughs> large hairy thing. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: It's like when I when every comic book superhero they have at least one villain who's just like an anthropor- anthrop- anthrop- anthropomorphized animal. And I'm like, oh, geez, the writer's having a tough day. And he's like, I don't know, <laughs> king shark. Let's just put a shark in pants. You know, yep. and it's like, that's, it's just an animal. Like, come up with some horns or some other worldly kind of, you know, that's like cryptids. The world of cryptids can be fascinating the way people merge together different kind of things that creep them out, like spider legs and tentacles and multiple eyes, that kind of shit.
2: Yeah, they do. There is a strong tendency to just go with large-ish version of an animal or weird version of an animal. Have you ever heard of the the Loveland Frog? No. It's a so this is a cryptid from somewhere in North America. I'm going to say Loveland. Uh, Loveland Frogman. Sorry. Uh, he's from Loveland, Ohio, uh, and he was a frog that was standing on its hind legs and was about four feet tall, and that's the cryptid. <laughs> So, like, obviously, adorable. very enormous for a frog, but compared to a person, not that big, <laughs> <laughs> which is just like it would be an unsettling encounter. Would it be a terrifying encounter? I could overpower the Loveland frog pretty easily, I suspect. I came across a photo online yesterday
0: and it made me laugh, but then I felt really bad because I wasn't sure of the circumstances. But a guy had like a Scotty dog, like one of those hairy muzzled Scotty dogs. And he'd shaved just the top of its head. So it was kind of like shaved from just below the eyes over to the back of the head. So it had this still had the beard. But then like he'd taken these photographs of it sort of backlit and it looked, was so unnerving. To see this. <laughs> All it was was just like a small amount of hair shaved off the top of his head. But then I was laughing and then I got felt bad. I was like, will that grow
2: back? Will that dog's hair grow back? Like It, it feels, um, feels cruel to give dogs people haircuts. <laughs> I don't know if I'm on board with that. That's not me. That I mean. truck with that.
0: I had, I had to, uh, inside me a uh, uh, two wolves. Ben. <laughs> one wants to <laughs> laugh at that photo. The other one feels bad for the dog. Yeah, because right. he's a wolf, obviously. <laughs> hey, uh, let's get to uh, this uh, this week's article. Um, now I had to go back in time for this Yowie encounter. Uh, again, happened in Queensland. Uh, it was 1977, the year I was born. Now. Before we get into this, if I said the name Bill O'Chay or Bill Chi, would that mean anything to you being a Queenslander?
2: It does not.
0: Okay. All right. We'll get to this in a sec, but let's just read this okay. article. Now, this is from the Gold Coast Bulletin, November 1997. I'm presuming, I don't, again, I'm going to defer to you as a Queenslander. The Gold Coast Bulletin, reputable newspaper?
2: I, I'm i surprised it got through the paywall, actually. Isn't that one of the. Uh the Murdoch ones? The Murdoch ones? Oh, yeah, but this
0: is a scan of a very old article. Oh, fantastic. I did. yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I'd say reputable in that they're established and they've been around for a long time and okay. they have, you know. Well, what at blows one my point mind out.
0: about this is, like, this got published. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> this is what it's was like in the 70s. You could write an article about a monster being loose and it's fine. <laughs> no, it's past all editorial processes. Okay. The headline, Yowie Sighting was kept a secret. And then there's a sub subheading. Teachers feared boys would be too scared to go to camp at Springbrook. All right. Are you in? Oh, it's Springbrook. I'm
2: very on board. That's awesome.
0: Students at the Southport School claim they sighted a legendary Yowie while on camp at Springbrook. And their claims triggered a cover-up by their teachers who feared the younger students at the school would be too scared to go to the camp in the future. Headmaster of the junior school, Mr. Peter Rogers, said he checked out the boys' claims and could find no evidence of any beast near the camp. However, he said he did not dismiss the reported sightings as imagination. I don't know why. I couldn't, yeah, weird. I could find no evidence of a yowie, but then again, <laughs> I couldn't prove that there hadn't been one
2: either, so I must respect their claims. That's Their students, their children. The you kids- don't have to respect them at all. They're like young boys. If they told you, oh, I just saw a yaoi over there, you could be like, no, you didn't. You absolutely did not.
0: <laughs> and then that's it. Uh, Mr. Rogers said an editorial in the school newspaper, the Times, stated stating that teachers had censored the article on the yaoi was incorrect. Look, all we wanted to do was stop the boys who were at the camp from spreading exaggerated stories around the school and frightening the younger students, he said. Yes, Mr. Rogers, correct response. <laughs> That's why you don't have to give them the benefit of the doubt or respect their claims.
2: How much editorial independence does the school newspaper have
1: <laughs> that they were
2: able to get this out? That's honestly, their uh, their dedication to freedom of the press and allowing them to publish this is truly incredible. That's They're amazing. Lucky. A couple of
0: like Junior Woodward and Bernsteins just taking like, yeah. this story about the suppression of
2: the truth about Cover the yellowing. Calling okay. it a cover-up is such a funny thing to do as well. Like it's obviously they are keeping it a secret because they just don't want a bunch of kids to cause a ruckus about it. But cover-up implies that they're like, you know, paying off witnesses That's and right. inventing
0: false narratives. They're yeah, giving you free access to the tuck shop. Uh, <laughs> one of the students who claimed he saw the Yowie was Bill O'Chay. Bill told the Bulletin, about 10 of us saw it. <laughs> I'm assuming he's about like 13. About 10 of us saw it. It was about three metres tall, covered in hair, had a flat face, and walked on one side, crab-like style. Hmm, that's interesting. I haven't heard that part. Yeah, so, but you know you see gorillas do that. They'll put their knuckles on the ground.
2: Oh, yeah, I guess so. I think so. that's what he's saying. Yeah.
0: Um, it smashed small saplings and trees like matchsticks as it careered through the bush. We spotted it several times and once watched it through the binoculars, so it was definitely there. <laughs> We first saw the Yowie at twelve thirty on october twenty second and last saw it just before we returned back to Southport on the afternoon of october twenty third. It was definitely up there, but no one will believe us. At one stage the Yowie came within ten meters of our sleeping quarters, so we got a good look at it, he said. Bill said he had measured the Yowie's footprint and it was far too big to be that of a human being. He said the Yowie appeared to have no neck. Its head sat squarely on its shoulders. Again, this is in a newspaper, a national <laughs> newspaper <laughs> yeah, in the 1970s.
2: Like, we think there's a problem with disinformation now. What the fuck was going on? Well, I mean, the the simplest explanation of that one is they were all drunk by midday because they were journalists in the 70s. So they were just like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, run your Yowie story. Do whatever. Who cares?
0: Yeah, part of me is actually a little envious for this time. I mean,
2: <laughs> just a <amazing>. Very <laughs> relaxed approach to work, I think, in white-collar jobs in the 70s. <laughs>
0: It's thought the ancestors of the Yowie probably migrated out of Asia. <laughs> like, can we get a source for that? <laughs> like, I just love – it's a stated as <laughs> fact. It is thought that the ancestors of the Yowie probably migrated <laughs> out of Asia over the former land bridge, which once connected Australia to the Asian continent prior to the last Ice Age. <laughs>
2: like,
0: where is there we this go. coming land from? Like-
2: <laughs> That's a really classic um, Wikipedia edit note, The by whom – that you would see after it is thought, who, fucking who thinks that? (laughs) And why do we care that they think that?
0: Reports of yaoi's in southern Queensland, particularly the Gold Coast area, date back to the middle of the last century. Top Australian naturalist photographer, Mr. Rex Gilroy, who came to the Gold Coast in July this year to try and find the yaoi, claims there's been over 3,000 sightings in Australia and believes there could be up to five or 600 yaoi's in the country.
2: That's that's an, an odd number to arrive at because, you know, a lot of the Bigfoot debate is around whether there's like one Bigfoot or whether there's just like one lineage of Bigfoots or whether there's like thousands of them across America or whatever. Five or 600 nationally in Australia is not like a viable population. No, and there could be a lot that's an of endangered
0: animal. inbreeding amongst that, I imagine, as well.
2: Yeah, what an odd figure to arrive at that's very strange. I mean, <laughs> in an article littered
0: <laughs> with just random claims, <laughs> that may be why the... not say
2: 10,000? Why not say 20,000? Yeah, like, that's a good point.
0: Why that? Okay, so I asked you who Billow if you knew who Billow Chi was. Mm. Um, so uh, this is from uh, another article, Billow Chi was one of Australia's youngest, uh, grew up to be one of Australia's youngest senators, an international standard athlete, a super eligible bachelor, and the sultry star of the memorable 1994 Men of the Senate calendar. <laughs> Bill uh-huh. O'Chay had certainly experienced many high points in his life, but nothing, however, has stayed in his mind with greater clarity than the events of October 22nd and twenty three, twenty third in 1977. Um, Within a period of five months beginning in late 1977 to five separate Yowie incidents, uh, five separate Yowie incidents were reported in or near Lamington National Park in southeast Queensland. Have you been there?
2: Oh, yeah. It's one of the most beautiful parts of southeast Queensland by far. Springbrook and Lamington are breathtaking, very, very nice places.
0: In one case, a national parks and wildlife ranger experienced a mind-boggling and stomach-turning encounter while clearing a trail near the best-of-all lookout. Now- I want to bring up this story because I remember reading this. Like I think I must have had a book on Yowies or something as a kid because I remember reading this account. Like when I read this article, I was like, oh, my God, like I remember this, this exact description. Okay. So hearing what he thought was a wild pig, he stepped into the scrub to find himself suddenly faced with this big black hairy man thing, more like a gorilla than anything else. He was within four metres of the looming hulk, close enough to see the hair on the back of its huge, basically human-like hands which were wrapped around a sapling. The ranger, who stands 1.8 metres tall, estimated the creature was about 2.5 metres tall. It had a flat, black, shiny face, two big yellow eyes, and a hole for a mouth. That was the description that stuck with me. A hole for a mouth, does that mean it doesn't move? Like, we all have a hole for a mouth, that's just what a mouth (laughs) is. Do you know what I mean? Like it's so odd to describe yeah. it like that unless it's like like a blow-up doll. Like I'm thinking like a sex doll. Oh. I mean, maybe that's what happened. Maybe someone's sex doll blew out of its tent <laughs> and got caught up in the trees and this this ranger. That's just, think what that's, an odd
2: bit of characterization. I wonder if they'd – because it's an odd time to try and use figurative, poetic language to describe something. You'd kind of want to be as clear and as literal as possible. Yeah, tiny little mouth. Just eats insects to live or something, like an ant eater, but just like millions of them every day. <laughs>
0: just a hole for a mouth. It stared at me and I stared back. I was so numb I couldn't even raise my axe. He started him. We just <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> he stood there, <laughs> paralyzed with shock. He could feel the sweat streaming down his back. We seemed to stand there for about 10 minutes before it gave off a foul smell, which made me vomit. I remember that too. And then made off sideways and disappeared. That's that's kind of an underrated uh um a trope to do with bigfoots in the hours is how bad they stink <laughs> like Yeah, I like that up. one
2: it i can't i don't think i've ever experienced a smell so bad that it instantly made me vomit before that's that's like a chemical weapon at that point listen <laughs> the, think- the sideways movement's quite interesting as well that that's a uh that's been common across two sightings now. That he like moves crab style.
0: Well, it's quite strange. this is the same era. Like, this is Springbrook, so this could be just it could be the Springbrook yaoi that developed this mode of movement. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so less than three kilometres from the site, Rangers encounter is uh, Kunawari, uh, K- a uh campgrounds. Kunawari was a newly established open grazing land on the edge of a dense forest. It's here that 13-year-old Bill Oche and 30 other students of Southport arrived for a two-day camp. The boys and the teachers were lodged in cabins, and it was from the window of one of those at midday that the first first sighting occurred. Bill was the first to see it. The creature was uphill in an open, treeless area and was just lying on the ground. (laughs) Just (coughs) Just chilling. Just chilling. Eventually, it stood up and moved slowly around, close enough to be clearly seen with the naked eye. It remained out in the open for long enough uh, for each boy to observe it carefully through binoculars. The day was bright and sunny and the creature stood out in clear detail. There was no doubt about it, said Bill today. Uh, In the morning, they found a large indistinct footprint and several metre-high bushes which had been ripped right out of the rock-hard ground and hurled all over the place. Because the school staff wanted to utilise the campsite regularly, the boys were ordered on their return to Southport not to say anything about the incident.
2: <laughs> we greased a lot of palms to get yeah. this campground. Don't fuck this up for us. An article about it in the school paper was censored. Oh, there
0: you go. There's your answer. <gasps> there it is. Annoyed by this and believing the story to be too important to conceal, Bill O'Chi R- risked expulsion by contacting the Gold Coast Bulletin, which ran a small article about the incident a few days later. What a slimy politician then. Slimy politician now, knowing nothing about Bill O'Chee.
2: <laughs> I it. wonder I wonder if that was just like the Gold Coast Bulletin being like, look at this plucky, young aspiring journalist. I've had four bourbons. <laughs> I'm going to help him out.
0: But there is this sense of like he was leaking to the press, even as a 13-year-old. Is like, oh, this is a great way to get an advantage in a tense situation. I'll leak to the press. That's I'm so surprised funny. it wasn't like an unnamed source at the school said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when Paul and I stumbled oh, – this is the author of this article writing – when Paul and I stumbled over um, the article from the Gold Coast Bulletin and telephoned the senator, we were pleased to find he had the guts to stand by his story. Indeed, after initial hesitation, he seemed downright relieved to talk again in the incident that is so deeply engraved in his memory. It is clear that the hair-raising events of 1977 are never far from his mind. None of us will ever forget it, he said. The subject comes up uh, every time we have a class reunion – as if we have to reassure each other that it happened. I can't exactly say what Yowies are, whether they're apes of some kind or apes or some kind of hominid, but they're definitely out there because we saw
2: one, and believe me, it was bloody huge. <laughs> <laughs> that um. So what they say, two and a half to three metres was there? Yeah, that's the yeah. rough height. There's a, a guy claims to have seen a Yowie in the Gold Coast hinterland, so around that area... Uh, I think this was like four years ago. He described it as being about three meters tall as well, which is huge. Like, that seems almost, again, like getting a little greedy with your storytelling. Three meters is like, oh, I feel like we'd just know if there was a three meter tall guy hanging around. Two and a half is like very tall. I would be taken aback seeing two and a half. Two, I'd be like, fuck, that's. A big guy.
0: What do you think's going on with the destroying of the trees, like the uprooted trees and stuff? Because it's such a evocative detail that when you think about it for more than two seconds, seems to serve no purpose. Like, why was the Yaoi uprooting trees
2: other than to demonstrate its unnatural strength? It's incredible. Yeah, raw power. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a common thing in um, Bigfoot stories as well, okay. is that he likes, they like uh, ripping trees out of the ground, snapping branches off trees. Uh banging trees together is another big Bigfoot thing for whatever reason. I don't know. Just to pass the time. They don't have TV, I guess.
0: <laughs> so let's just hook it up with some kind of like music therapy class. We might be I'm fine. Sounds like a kid with ADD, <laughs> yeah. to be
1: honest with you.
2: <laughs> oh man, there's this um I would recommend if anyone wants a little bit of homework uh that wants to learn more about Bigfoots and Sasquatches, there is a nineteen ninety-six documentary produced by I think maybe Channel four, well, it was one of the English TV channels, but they sent a reporter over to America to shoot this like 45 minute made for TV Bigfoot documentary just called Bigfoot from 1996. And like it's a beautiful portrait of some of the most insane, odd people uh, that you'll ever see. And the one of <laughs> the documentary opens with footage of a guy just drumming in the middle of a, like an open sort of bit of ground in forest. And then he just drums for about a minute. And then he looks directly at the camera because he's like mic'd up with a lav mic, which is quite unexpected when he starts talking. He's like, I believe if I play the drums, the Sasquatch will hear this and he'll know that I'm communicating with him, which is just wonderful. He's just doing some like freestyle sort of jazz drumming improv for Bigfoot. It's <laughs> with, beautiful. With, what's he drumming on? Actually, An actual drum? Full-size drum kit. Like it's it is amazing. Also that. inexplicably, that guy who is supposedly a Bigfoot expert throughout that documentary only ever reveals to the creature as the Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> Very satisfying.
0: All right, Ben. That is it for our Yahweh episode. Uh, next week, we're going to be delving into a favorite topic of Ben's, and that is uh, unidentified flying something or another. So I can never remember the last bit.
2: What do they call <laughs> them now? UAPs?
0: What? Uh, well, it was Unidentified fighters, Aerial it was... Phenomena. Oh, okay. I don't So what's that? A uh, uh, UR...
2: U- UAPs, yeah. So UAP. it's Foo Fighters, oh, I
0: UAP fighters UAP UAP UAPs. Yeah. I've seen that come up in like, like as a trending topic and stuff, but I thought it was referring to like somewhere in the Middle East.
2: <laughs> <or something. laughs> the UAP is <laughs> another oil embargo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no.
0: <laughs> So if you've got a story to share with us, even if it's a story that you heard secondhand, we would love to hear it. So just go to tofop.com and contact us via the website. Ben, last week we heard from Emily who told us about her spooky experience when she uh, uh, worked at a music store. Here's a little refresher.
1: We had the security cameras like on our laptop, so we brought it up. Mm. Nothing upstairs. The footsteps continued. So we went upstairs like double check there was no customers because we were kind of freaking out at that stage because the giggling had kind of continued.
0: Oh my God.
1: And nothing.
0: She finished off the interview by telling us this.
1: So meanwhile, I'll just worry about the man that I occasionally see roaming through my parents' house, unexplainably. What? Is that (laughs) going on?
0: So we thought we'd get her back on the show. Emily, it's Charlie and Ben from The Unexplained Explained. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Now, we just reminded our audience that you left us with a huge teaser after getting through the whole story about, (laughs) you know, the mundane hauntings at work. You tell us that you used to see a ghost at your parents' place.
1: Yeah, and I'm aware of how crazy I sound telling you these stories.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We have an entire podcast dedicated to crazy. Don't even worry about
2: it. Yeah, Yeah, this is a safe environment for that.
1: (laughs) So living with mum and dad a few years ago, I had the my piano in the front room and I was practicing piano late at night one night and I saw a tall gentleman wearing not like a bowler hat, like a slightly taller hat than that, like but a taller hat than a bowler hat. Like
0: an Abraham Lincoln hat? like Yeah, a stove, stove yeah. yeah,
1: that kind of I guess. Or well, like, Jack
0: the Ripper is probably more, <laughs> that's more ominous, isn't it, than Abraham Lincoln? You don't want an inspiring speech. You want your ghost to be spooky.
1: Yeah, and he was carrying a briefcase and I just, I saw him and he walked away, like out towards the front door of the house. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was really creepy. But, you know, with these things, it's like I can explain it away, like it's just my mind playing tricks on me. Told my mum because she, you know, loves my ghost stories that I've told her in my whole life, apparently <laughs> and didn't think much of it. And then a couple of months after that, my dad, who is a hundred percent a cynic and will shut down all of these kinds of conversations, we're standing outside, looking into the spare bedroom slash office, and. Um, no lights are on or anything like that in, in the house. We're all standing outside, like, you know, lovely um, summer evening. And Dad goes, oh, my God, did you see that? And I'm like, see what? He's like, the guy was standing in that room. I'm like, no, I didn't see it. And I still don't know if Dad was pulling my leg, but uh, that's my story. He's been sighted by two of us, Gentlemen gentleman is, in his hat. So your dad's a skeptic,
0: you say. Uh, is, but, is, yeah, is, 100%. but is he? A, but is he a prankster? Like, if you had to give a, a psychological profile to the the feds, <laughs> would you say, look, he was a skeptic, but he was a prankster, or was that out of character for him to say something like that?
1: That was, yeah, that was out of character. Like, he is a bit of a prankster, but usually with that kind of, like, if I ever say, oh, you know, I've seen a ghost or I've felt this or whatever, he'll just be like, you're talking shit. Like, don't don't engage in this conversation. It's all bullshit.
0: And did you have any clues? Like, was there an old tenant or like a landlord or, or something like that that like did you ask around to find out if there's any historical context to this person?
1: So that's the the weird thing. The house was constructed in the eighties, so it's
0: not an old So was just was really into guns and roses.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some dude he loves slash. <laughs> he was- well, I was I am kind of curious about that because I don't think of the stovepipe hat and the briefcase as being uh contemporaneous like
1: yeah exactly what if and it was a modern
2: guy
0: with just a well no that's like i'm saying unless you're into the band guns and roses yeah and you-
2: <laughs> Do you- it's a really gross affectation yeah, that you've taken right. upon yourself or maybe I'm sort of a top hat guy
0: with steampunk around in the 80s was there <laughs> some like steampunk enthusiast who had like oh. their goggles on their stovepipe hat as they cycle their penny farthing <laughs> to the
2: shops Fucking is that hell. getting too
0: obscure and niche
2: I'd hate to think that there was like a long lineage to steampunk. Imagine that's awful. being
0: haunted by a steampunk enthusiast. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> the first one? Uh, yeah. I'd be onto the priest with the very
2: first phone call. Get it out. Get me an <laughs> have, have you at all considered that there's one common element to both of these experiences um, other than ghosts? There's two common elements. The first is ghosts, but the second is you. Yeah. Have you considered that you are a conduit for the paranormal?
1: I have because upon listening to the last episode, my mother proceeded to tell me all of the times that I did what Iona did, (gasps) doing weird things when I was a young child and talking to people that were over her shoulder and all of those kinds of things. So I do wonder if it's me, and I'm aware of how crazy that sounds. But yeah, (laughs) it could be me. Like I've seen... Dogs that weren't there in that house, and we know for sure there were dogs that lived there and died there, and dogs that like didn't match the description of our dogs that are alive and were living in the house at the time. So yeah, it could be me. Maybe I you know. It's interesting. What was that,
0: it's, it's interesting that though.
1: TV the, show pe- Ghost
0: Whisperer. Yeah, but the people, but <laughs> the people in proximity to you, like your coworkers and your father, also had experiences as well. But mm. I, I would, I'd be interested to know if that was an isolated incident for both of them because then I would suggest that you're to blame Yeah, (laughs) I don't don't want to be paranormal victim blaming (laughs) (laughs) Emily thank you so much for calling uh, back into this show and um, if you see any more spooks or specters please give us a call
1: I will do thank you
0: Oh, let me just say I'm going to draw the uh, second official uh, meeting of the Northeastern Australian Paranormal Society to a close and we'll be back again next week. Uh, thank you, Ben.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Absolute delight.
1: Listener.